guys, it's Alyssa. And it's Paris, and welcome to Teen Talk. Hey guys, before we start, I just wanted to come on here and put a trigger warning for everybody. In this episode, Teen Talk will be covering their own mental health stories and speaking about issues such as depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and PTSD, and many more. If this might discomfort you, please, please do not watch. Let's go around the Teen Talk table and talk about our own mental health and our coping mechanisms. Paris, do you think that you suffer from any mental health issues? I'm not diagnosed, but I do have anxiety a lot. So I do get like a lot of panic attacks just during the day really randomly. And it's kind of scary because it resembles heart attacks. I don't know, it's just scary. Yeah, I completely agree. I've had anxiety ever since I was really young, pretty much school age, I would say. And I think that school really had a lot to do with my anxiety. I didn't like being away from home. I kind of felt out of control. When I was in school, I had so many things to worry about, like my grades, my social life, just all sorts of stuff came into play. And I feel like a lot of people deal with that. And also sometimes even depression, because maybe your social life isn't going as well as you'd want it to or your love life. I agree. There's so many different kinds of mental disorders that you can have. And a lot of people don't take them as seriously. I hear people all the time saying like, oh, I have anxiety, I have OCD, I have ADHD, I have depression. But they're just self-diagnosing yourself. You're not really getting a medication for anything. You're just feeling like you have it, but you actually don't. Being annoyed that your room is messy is not having OCD. That's just being organized. Yes. True. I know somebody who suffers from OCD, and I myself feel like I definitely have some things. You could identify it as OCD, OCD symptoms once in a while, and I know that it runs in my family. OCD isn't just being super cleanly. It's also things like feeling unsafe if you don't do a certain number of things. And I feel like it kind of started, even when I was younger, I would be on the playground and I'd be like, oh, I have to go on the slide this many times and go down the fire pole this many times, or my whole family's going to die. Like, it was bad. So I was like, huh, that's really strange. And I thought, I didn't know what it was back then. I was like, oh, I bet everyone does this. Yeah. But as I grew up, I kind of realized, huh, this might actually be OCD. And I know somebody who has to flip a light switch a certain number of times. They have to make their bed a certain number of times, check their closet door, a certain number of times before they even go to bed. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know if you've ever seen, there's like documentaries online about a person with OCD, their morning routine. And it takes 10 times longer than a normal person's morning routine because they have to tap their chin to the plate eight times. And it has to be like an even number, some people like odd numbers. It's really just hard to understand because it's like, oh, why don't you just stop? But you can't, it gives you anxiety. Not yeah, I mean, I don't have OCD. Personally, I'm not really that organized in my life. I just, I don't know, I just go with the flow kind of deal. Like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So I can't relate, but I can, I can just imagine doing that. And I take long enough to get ready. And <laughs> I can't imagine how long it would take <laughs> right. me with OCD. I know. And it's, it's sad because 
even though they want to stop, they don't feel in control of their own mind. So luckily I don't have it that bad, but I do know people who do. And it's even resulted in divorce and a lot of things like that because it can get so bad that it just takes up an entire person's lifestyle. And they try to make other people do things for them, like walk against the wall or don't touch certain things because if you put it out of place, then they feel like they're going to die. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really isolating, I yes. feel like. Yeah. There's so many. There's ADHD, where I've heard about people say that they have ADHD, too, where like they're just bored in class and they just want to fidget with like their fingers or their pencil eraser or something like that. And that's really not yes. what it is. That's just being bored. ADHD is so much more than that. You physically can't sit still for a certain amount of time. You just have to do that. Yeah, it could definitely be something that might be a mannerism that comes with that disorder. But there's also things like you might shake your leg a lot mm-hmm. because you just can't sit still. You they have these things back in elementary school where they would have this seat cushion that you'd sit on so that you could wobble. You feel it out of control of your body. Yeah. Fidget cubes. I like the fidget spinners. Yes, I do. Yes, like in the guidance counselor's office, they'd always have like toys you can make, like things you can squish and all sorts of things. And I feel like it's really nice that we grew up in a time where we can have little resources like that as a coping mechanism so that we are uncomfortable and we can continue our school day normally. A lot of people um, heard about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and I associate PTSD with maybe more people from war times that have seen things, but it's way more than that. You can get PTSD from all sorts of things. So if you're in an abusive household, maybe you've seen somebody get hurt, or if you were in a fire and you saw somebody get hurt in the fire, or sometimes there's really bad situations where people will witness death or witness something that is abusive and it will stick with them for the rest of their life. So it'll even come into play in their own relationships and in their own lives. They'll witness people or something like that. And then it kind of just sticks with them forever. And it's really scary because there isn't really a way to just erase it. You can go to years and years of therapy, but sometimes a memory will stick with you for so long that it's just. Yes. I mean, I don't even know what I would do if I had PT, like, it every single day and just being like scared to yeah. do whatever it is that you're afraid to do like yeah I know that some people I've watched videos of some people who have suffered from sexual assault or sexual abuse and they may not even realize in the moment that it made them uncomfortable because they're just so shocked and then get into another relationship and they might get touched in the same way and it might just bring back a flood of memories and kind of just so much that they have almost a even little things like you might see something that reminds you of a person like if you were ever abused um let's a man was abused by a woman and he saw a woman with the same hair color it might make his system just panic and he might have to just leave the store because it reminded him so much of that one person that it's overwhelming yeah it's really scary like it can affect you in so many ways, if it's something that you see like every day. So many triggers that can come with it. And it's hard to 
on those triggers because you don't know if you're going to be approached by somebody that might remind you of yeah. something. Social anxiety disorder, which I feel like um, that because everyone just thinks that like as a child they have to be awkward and stuff because they like small talk or whatever. I'm really socially awkward too, but like have social anxiety disorder where like you just avoid being in general at like at all costs and to the point where like it impacts life negatively yeah and, like the only place there is is like a diner it's too afraid to order food you'll starve yourself because you can't talk to them i know a boy who suffers from social anxiety disorder and they have it so bad that when they go out to eat especially if they're alone they will not eat their food in front of other people because they don't want to be watched. It freaks them out to even like eat something or, you know, even just like in a large group of people, it's just so nerve wracking because they feel like they're the center of attention and they're constantly worrying about, oh, is my hair looking weird? Do I have something on me? Am I weird looking? Like, what are people thinking of me? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, even go anywhere like social more like anywhere find a coping mechanism for that because there's nothing that can really from the fact that you're just nervous in a group of people it's not like you can blind everybody out and act like they don't yeah. exist so this is one of the disorders that are kind of harder to distract from same with like coping mechanism for these because people say that they are depressed one day because they get a bad grade or something like that but like depression isn't really on something like wrong or went bad for you it's more like you're just sad mm-hmm. if everything goes right or wrong like you could get a car and you still can't find it in you too just be happy for that i definitely feel like depression is a word that's used really often to just describe sadness in general. So sometimes people go through a breakup and they'll say, oh, I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed, but then the next day they'll be mm-hmm. just fine. It's We kind of should start using maybe different words to describe, oh, right now I'm feeling really sad, I'm feeling really drained, I really miss this person, something like that instead of depression because Depression is something that it doesn't just go away. It kind of sticks with you forever. And so for some people, it can be so life-absorbing. Like, it just takes that. It's hard for them to even get up in the morning. They can't shower. They can't clean. They just don't have the energy to even make themselves food. They might be, like, so hungry, but they don't have – they can't find themselves to get up and make that food or – Take that shower. Yeah, and it's so sad how so many people have depression nowadays. And no one really takes it seriously. I know. I feel like it's just growing. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of the population has this. And especially with the whole quarantine, I feel like it's really easy to get kind of into that depressive spiral of just losing all hope and energy to even get up, especially with this whole COVID quarantine and all of that it's hard to really find the energy to get up because days feel like they're repeating and I've seen this a lot on TikTok Instagram people make these videos talking about how they get up they make their tea 
they take their shower, they do their schoolwork, they turn the computer off and they just feel empty. And for everyone who feels that way, that could be a sign that you might be suffering from depression and to talk to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. That's so true because like, it'd be crucial. If like you just go downward, downward even more, you could end up like threatening your life and like just if you think that you're as depression or any of these just contact them and make sure that they're doing okay check up on your friends because there are some mentors are invisible even though somebody might suffer from OCD you might not even notice because it'll be things that they do behind closed mm-hmm. doors and someone that might be the most exciting and fun person and the life of the party will come home and just be so drained, so depressed. And this can turn into things that are life-threatening, like suicidal thoughts. And it's a really hard topic, but it does need to be mm-hmm. said. Disorder, which I've heard many people have this. So it's very relatable. Yes. I like to think of this as like a period on steroids, but like obviously it's not because it's like the mood swings are just so much more and just even if someone like asks you like the time and you don't know it right now and you get super mad or like you just have like this wave of like exhaustion all the time and you just your mood swing just change mm-hmm. in like a matter of seconds order is usually if you catch it they can usually find a treatment that will help calm down some of the characteristics and things that come with this disorder but people do end up living it with these mental illnesses for the rest of their life so bipolar disorder it's really a hard one yeah and like all of these disorders often stem from childhood like whether you were like as a child or abused like the child is still growing and you're kind of yeah and you're kind of ruining it characteristics of these disorders in your own family, in your parents, in your siblings. You might see a sibling that suffers suffers from depression or anxiety. And if it runs in the family, typically you'll end up getting some of those feelings. And that's why it's so important to talk to your family about all of the different health issues in the family. That way you can compare and contrast your own feelings and see, hey, maybe I have OCD, or maybe I do have depression, and you can talk to somebody about it, and that way it doesn't take over your life, because some people will suffer from these and be so confused and not understand what's wrong with me, you know, and nothing's wrong with you. It's it's natural, and it's normal, and it happens to everybody, mm-hmm. probably, and sometimes these issues can be so ignored that it turns into something bigger, like alcoholics or... Um, because you're so confused with your own body that you're taking it out, all of your frustration out on yes. other people. Like, there's also stigma in the world that, like, guys don't have, like, emotions and they can't share their feelings. Because girls are a lot more open. But the of guys that have depression or OCD or any other thing, and they don't feel comfortable yes. enough to say anything because they get they're afraid that they're getting judged because they're being open about your feelings, but you should be able to feel that you can be open about your feelings because you're human too. Exactly. And all of these mental disorders, they are not pick and choosy. They will go after anybody and everybody. 
So whether you're a guy or a girl or anything, they will take anybody. They take no prisoner, even children. Yes. So even if you have a child that you feel like, oh, how do I talk to them about mental illness? It is something that we can bring up since day one. It's really important to normalize these issues with children so that they might see a kid that has first day of school anxiety and they might pick on that kid. But to teach them that anxiety is normal and that they might even suffer from it one day is something that will help them be and understanding of other people's issues. Mm -hmm. And just letting your kid know that you suffer from something like this too just really helps them get through it because they look up to you and they realize that if my parents lived their whole life with my disorder, then I can live through my life with it too. Have to be something that seems like an end all. People live with these disorders all the time. And although therapy might feel scary to talk about your issues, I know some people feel like if I go to therapy, they might tell about my issues and they might pick on me for my issues or it might get out into the world and everybody will know that I have blah, blah, blah. And honestly, don't feel that way because it is the psychiatrist's job to make sure that you're okay. And they're just there to make sure that you're okay. They want to help you and they want to help you build coping mechanisms and different ways to fight this off so that you can go live your life without any worries and stress. Yes, that's very true. So I feel like we covered pretty much all of the topics on mental health for today. There are many, many other mental illnesses that we did not cover, and we might even do a second one with some guests talking about their own mental health stories and experiences so that we can get a glimpse into the life of somebody with a mental illness. I hope you all really enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing everybody sharing their own stories and how they thought this episode went on Instagram. I hope you all have a great day. Make sure to keep an open mind and stay kind. Stay safe out there, teenagers. Until next time, this is Alyssa, signing off. So it was great to talk to everyone today. So thank you guys for listening, and... Thank you guys so much for listening, and I wish you the best of luck, and may the odds be ever in your favor, (laughs) as Hunger Games says, and we'll just see what happens. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode of the podcast, and stay tuned to Teen Talk.